welcome to a new episode of In Sync. Uh, this time we are talking about risks and overcoming fear. Um, specifically, we are diving into why taking risks um, is actually the only way to live fully and how we can overcome bumps in the road along the way and um, how we personally and how you can deal um, with managing and overcoming um, fear along in your life. And I'm very excited about this topic. Are you too cut? I am. I am very excited about the topic. And I was just thinking, how do we even get started on it? Because it's so huge. We haven't it's, really thought yeah. that through. But, you know, that is also part of taking a risk of recording a podcast and like, yeah, just definitely. taking it as you, as you go. <laughs> I, I can dive right into because why I put it on a list that I want to talk about is... Um, it's, it's really interesting. I had this conversation uh, with a guy on Tinder and I wasn't sure if I should mention it here, but then I said, okay, we're actually saying we are having honest conversation. And yes, it was not a friend, uh, but like it was a guy on Tinder. So um, about fear and taking risks. And he actually asked me the question, um, if the bravest thing what I did was to move to Israel. And I was like, no, there was no risk for me involved. Like, And he's like, what? And for him changing the his um, lifestyle and jobs was the biggest risk he took in his opinion. So I was like, what is the risk from one, you know, money-making job to another money-making job? Mm -hmm. So that was so interesting in terms of sparking the conversation um, about what is risk actually, how you define it and why some people are really like, you know, kind of fearless and um, how others are constantly blocked by their fears. Um, so yeah, I'd love to elaborate on that because I'd love to hear your opinion also. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. What I, what I think about what risk is, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. how would you define it? Yeah, it's, I mean, it, first of all, that's a really good question to ask on a app like Tinder, right? I know, Can right? You get straight into it. Um, and and it just for, for everyone to spoil it, they're like, we're not chatting anymore. Yeah, he blocked yeah. you. Don't say that! He just like, maybe unmatched me or found the he, love of his life. It's great, it's great. Yeah, or maybe he just didn't want to take the risk of, you know, <laughs> dealing with a free spirit like you. <laughs> Sure. Let's you know, just keep it there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like take, taking risks. I mean, I I feel similar to what you said. Like a lot of people have said about me as well. Like you have taken you know risks on like moving to Singapore, quitting your job, blah blah blah. When I don't really perceive it as a risk, I just perceive it as the as life. Yeah, as opportunity. You know, I don't. As opportunity, I, yeah. I think it's the only way to like live fully, and you know, go after your dreams and and, and do what you know what's closest to your heart. So, yeah. but I think that word risk, when you talk about it like that, as if you know, it is it's an actual issue. Yeah, I think then it becomes difficult to manage because then you always think of risk as an issue, and then you'd have to be like, okay, these are the positives and these that are negatives so if you can change that narrative in your head uh, where risk is just part of life and maybe you even rename it as um, life you know life opportunity or yeah. life flow whatever I think then it becomes much easier to manage yeah but usually you're like thinking about risk because you have the fear of losing something right risk yeah. is if you feel oh my god I won't have that anymore <clears throat> if I'm doing this and that and I mean thinking back that was never the case for like I never felt like that like I never felt 
and I don't know, I think the same was maybe for you when you moved to Singapore, like what, what is it? You can always come back to London and have your life there, right? You will yeah. always be able to enter the career again and stuff like that. And I think it was the same was for me, especially moving countries. What is the risk? Okay, there's a financial risk, so to say, but I would only take it if I am financially able to do so, right? So that's not the problem that I'll, mm. I don't know, will be like living on a bench at some point because that's just not how I prepared for it. Um, but my life back then in Austria would always have waited for me the way it is. And um, yeah. so it never felt like a risk that I would take. Um, but yeah. essentially it is the fear of losing something that you have. Yes. I guess. And I think you, you approached it very rational um, in like just thinking, you know, what is, what's going to happen? Um, you know, what is the, what's the actual problem if things don't work out? Yeah. Um, and I think this is an, I did exactly the same. Um, and I think it's a very easy tool to like manage your fears. Because as you say, at the end of the day, it comes down to fear, mm. people taking risks, people not taking risks. So if you can eliminate that fear by breaking it down um, quite rationally, what that fear actually is, yeah. um, th this help, helps immensely. Um, and I can also give an example about how I did that and how it actually turned out. Um, like my worst case actually happened. And um, the worst case wasn't even the worst case. So, <laughs> oh, I love it. Tell us more. <laughs> so when I, um, when, so I was comfortable in London, you know, yeah. I had a very nice life there. I, I loved being there, but I also had that drive to do something entrepreneurial. And I had an opportunity in Singapore and as it was a new venture, there is a risk mm -hmm. as people would say that, you know, it can, it doesn't work. And I, I was giving up a, a well-paid job a, uh, with a good name um, and my life in London. So that, that, and there was fear involved here. So should I do that? Should I take that leap of faith? And so I started asking myself, what is the worst that can happen? Mm -hmm, exactly. And the worst that could happen was then, okay, the startup is not going to work. Okay, so then I'm in Singapore and I just, uh, and the startup doesn't work. So what happens then? Okay, then I might have to move back to Europe. Okay, what's the worst that can happen then? Mm. Oh, I might not get a job. Okay, then, <laughs> so, yeah, um, I might not get a job. Well, yeah, actually we get to that. I didn't get a job, right? So yeah, that's what I mean. Like, my, but still, like, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. My worst case happened. And then yeah. I was like, okay, right. If I don't get a job, like, what do I do then? Then, okay, then I might have to move in with my parents. You know, I moved out when I was Which 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I moved out when I was 19. So for me, going back to my parents' mm -hmm. place, and I haven't lived in Germany for, like, over 10 years. So that's just something, you know, where I'd be like, mm, okay, cool. Um, and then, but then I was thinking, okay, so this is the worst case that happened, right? I've failed the entire thing in, in, uh, in Singapore and I have to move in with my parents temporarily. And then I had to just rationally ask myself, how bad is that really? Mm. And the answer to that is it's not, it's like not ideal, of course, but I can be grateful for the opportunity of having even a family who can take yeah, me in. Right. Definitely. So in that immediately, when I, when I broke it down like this, okay, this is the worst that can happen. And how bad is it really? It made me realize, it's not bad at all. Yeah. Like it's just a situation that you have to manage, but yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. And so that removed that entire um, fear aspect. So I was like, right, so I can go now. 
right? Yeah, that's true. But and it's also it, like it's dealing with uncertainty, right? And once you break it down and give it names, so to say, that you know and have an understanding what it, what could happen, it's like, okay, well, I know what can happen. Okay, these are the risks involved. That's fine as well. So once you are like going into the sceneries, the worst part, like what you did, I think this is an answer to a lot of things. Then, okay, you, you played out and it's like, so what? So it's it doesn't actually, go like, yeah. I don't know, I could, like a lot of things could happen. No, actually yes. not. This is the no, same. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so I think this is where, I think human mind is really incredible with yeah. these things. Like we just think there is all sorts of things that can happen. Um, but really it's fairly predictable. Like you take yeah. a risk in your job, it doesn't work out, you get a new job, you don't get a job, or you move in with your parents again. Okay, <laughs> but you know, situations that are manageable. And so first of all, this is exactly what now, happened to me so my actual worst case scenario has happened and as it happens that worst case scenario has now helped me to yeah. set up my new business yes you know um which i wouldn't have done if i wouldn't be in the situation where i'm struggling and where i'm like fuck now i'm actually back in my parents place you <laughs> yeah know? like i need to set and like no one's hiring i mean obviously different reasons like corona yeah. um but it could also be a situation where there's no corona and i would still not been hired right so like this is a possibility as well i don't know because this is just the time that we live in and so now i was actually in the situation where i'm like oh this is actually my worst case scenario but then it's also helped me like you know take the next step in my career and so there's a lot going on yeah. like good coming out of it and the last thing that i wanted to say about this is um what also helped me manage that fear is seeing it in perspective like once i got to the point of okay this is my worst case scenario which isn't actually that bad i was thinking like what is my actual worst case scenario and my actual worst case scenario is that my parents wouldn't be there anymore or like my closest friends such as you wouldn't be there anymore you know yeah that is a problem yeah put it and in. as long as that is not the case anything else is manageable and even that scenario is manageable but that's something where you know i would be taken aback more than by like a temporary failure failure yeah that's so true I, like i love the perspective part of it because there are things that are way more important in general and just because and i mean i, I remember because for you also just like oh my god i need to move back in with my parents and then you're still stuck there and i also think that's more or less a gift so it's again how you perceive it and what your mind is telling you to how to how to see those things and i mean we like you moved out you said at the age of 19 uh, me too so having some months with your parents especially in our age is that is for sure something you can be really eternally grateful for because it's not coming back um and i think for you it played out very well but i i remember the things where you're like oh my god i'm such a failure yourself so you really struggled in the beginning and i just love the journey you went through the last weeks you were <laughs> where you're like i don't know what i'm doing i got so many rejection letters and stuff like that and it helped you calibrate into some like your business what you're like essentially building up now and which is like thriving already so i'm like dude like how so i think that's uh, very impressive and i think one thing that um i would have learned from your journey is as well being persistent not giving up and like really making the best out of those times um where there's a lot of uncertainty right yeah yeah i think like really breaking it down in um in perspective and like those easy easy steps like what yeah. is my actual risk and this is something that everyone can do right yeah so i mean yeah. And also, yeah. like, to, to add on that is also, like, I mean, honestly, most of the decisions you can just, like, you know, take back. 
it's like yes. it's like if what if Nothing you change your career yeah. okay i'm going back like i mean no one is saying okay don't you know it's like there's so yeah. many um, opportunities out there and like most of the decisions are just like okay if this was the wrong one well fine then just like you know try again with another with another yeah. type of thing so that's something that you need to keep in mind as well i would say nothing is permanent every yeah. decision is reversible and temporarily yeah um most. and most decisions are that's true i would say almost almost all um but in even like i mean you get it a lot as well right you um you're being told oh you're taking like great risks etc um but for you it's also like it's just uh, your your mindset and managing that fear and i get it so many times too and i always and then people usually say oh you're taking this risk i could never do that and i'm just thinking like what do people think i'm doing like i'm not i'm not some sort of like guru or so <laughs> i also have the same fears i also have the same self-doubt i'm just using like very simple tools yeah that i've kind of made up myself and so do you to like But, yeah, manage that fear and for me also it's like always i think again a matter of perspective because for me like in a, taking this in this example to um start a new company move to um israel and all those things for me the risk was not doing it but not doing it i don't want to be like 50 60 whatever years old and question myself oh my god what would have happened if i would have done that what i really wanted back then you know i don't want to have these moments and in life you never regret what you're doing but what you did not do and yeah. this is for me the risk like not living life to my fullest and enjoying every aspect of it and there was one thing and i love that this uh, actually took the direction of a very business approach um towards taking risks but obviously it's also a personal thing right and it can be in your private life as well um and one thing that i learned with one of my past relationships is i acted out of fear so um to give a bit of context um i was in a relationship i was crazy about this guy um there were some things that were not working out and i had the feeling that he will end it and me like one of my biggest fears is uh, fear of loneliness fear of rejection so obviously that comes in handy if you're in a relationship where the guy is <laughs> not really reassuring that, that you know he's in love with you Um, so at some point I was freaking out. There was a lot of things going on in my life and I couldn't trust my instinct, my gut, nothing. It was just like totally wrongly. I don't know. Yeah, I, I felt like very misplaced in, in my whole life at this very moment. And so the relationship that should be strength for me and should be a, um, a person I can turn to that keeps me like, you know, that holds me, that is there for me, that is just my rock. That wasn't it, right? So it was not what I needed at this moment. And I freaked out. And I ended the relationship because of the fear that he will end it at some point. Mm. And um, I mean, again, I think it's fine. It's like I'm, I got over the breakup, obviously, it's years ago. Um, but what I learned is I acted upon fear. And this was a decision I regretted for the next year, year and a half-ish, because I, I actually still loved him. I wanted to be together with him, right? And he told me that ended it like when when we when i broke up with him he's like yeah i kind of saw it coming and you know and i'm like yeah i don't know i thought you will break up at some point he's like i wouldn't mm -hmm. and then i was like Shit, how why did i do that then you know but of course i understand why i did it but this is something i really regretted and this was a decision that couldn't be reversed because he didn't want to then i mean and again i'm not saying this is a bad thing because i think everything is uh, aligned the way it should be and i think we wouldn't be that a couple that i wanted to be but um yeah this is something that that really i learned from myself and that i want that whatever happens in my life i'm most like not acting based upon fear 
And you say that to this day. I remember there yeah. was very recently there was a situation. Don't remember the exact context now, but you. I think it was also related to a guy, if I'm not mistaken. And you. <laughs> and you basically. <laughs> Um, and he basically uh, said something like, you want to pick up a conversation because you don't want to act out of fear. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I thought, you know, yeah. this has been like, you know, you really learned that lesson yeah. from, there, <laughs> so. from, from that. So, and I think, you know, people, I think it really needs to come to a point where people have situations like you had, where they, where they feel like they act out of fear and then they see how you know it's just not beneficial it just doesn't it's help not, anyone yeah no absolutely. and and so ho hopefully people are like self-reflective enough um to be able to recognize that so because now you you did it once yeah. and you learned something out of it so you can apply it for the next time yeah you know, good for you there's other yeah. people who act out of fear it doesn't work and they continue being in that of course loop. yeah no, I mean, you really need to be aware of why you did it and to understand also yourself, obviously. And I mean, you need to open up, right? And I think that's um, also for me always a struggle. And um, also like to be honest and have honest conversation when we talk about relationships now, if you have that fear that, you know, um, he might end it or like this person is not in love with you, then just openly talk and not just jump to a conclusion and say, okay, like I'm out of here um, because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of getting hurt or like being lonely again and stuff. Um, so one thing that I still do is like really trying to have open conversations um being very true like okay i'm, I'm kind of i'm like into you you know this is how i would see things um if it's not if you don't feel the same way then just be like straightforward and honest with me and then I, of course it hurts it's rejection in the first place right but as we said rejection is redirection and we should see it more as a gift and um just being like very um yeah just being honest and open with someone is way easier than to get out of it than to just tell your um yeah tell yourself all those things in your mind and then act upon them just because you have this like worst case scenario in your head that he will leave you or she or whatever is like cheating on you and all those things just like try to have honest conversations and i think then um it's definitely getting better speaking for me how do you even how do you recognize fear do you like have I'm about like maybe, to puke. <laughs> really? Is that how yeah. you recognize? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So. Wow, that's a heavy body reaction. Yeah, very. And, very. and were you always able to link that to fear? I mean, because yeah but back then fun fact back then i thought it's about telling me that i'm doing the wrong things um in a sense of um i should act upon it. So it mm -hmm. felt wrong. So I was like, oh my God, it's fear. I need to leave the situation or I need to act, blah, blah, blah. Instead of realizing that this is fear, this is an emotion. This is why I react on it. Uh, like why, how I, why I feel like that and then doing something. But I was just like, okay, this is a bad situation. Well, and I wanted to leave. So I was just- Interesting. So now when you, when you get into a situation and you feel like sick um, and then you'd be like heightened that you'd be like, oh, maybe I'm fearful. Yeah, so I'm you... like, okay, let's get to the bottom of okay. this. Why am I feeling like that? Because <laughs> this is also like super important to even recognize yeah. when you act out of fear, right? Because yeah. most people don't even know that they do it. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. So that's interesting that you have, that you feel. And you could tell me right away, because I, I guess it took me a while to figure out when I act out of fear. Um, so what's your body telling you then? So... For me, it's interesting because I don't, um, I, I get it 
mostly through meditation. Like when, and when I, and this is interesting because I usually don't think that I'm fearful. So I wouldn't get it like under, when I'm, when I'm like doing business as usual or so, and there might be something that would technically let me act out of fear. I don't recognize it in that moment. Mm -hmm. um, but then, and I'm like, oh, I'm so, you know, I'm so Zen. I'm so cool. You know, <laughs> I'm so like not acting out of fear. And then I go into my meditation. And so I, I meditate um, every morning for 20 minutes and also in the evening for 20 minutes. And um, I, in, in, in meditation, there's all sorts of stuff coming up. Like, you know, usually, or if it's a nice meditation, I always say, then it's like, you don't, you just feel like Zen and in balance and it's just a very nice comforting feeling. But then there's other meditations where I process all sorts of emotions. And these are the ones that are really uncomfortable. And I had to learn how to deal with that in a meditation as well, because you know, people have that perception and I did too. This should only be a nice state. Mm -hmm. But what I then feel is this, I don't know, this weird feeling coming from my belly up to my, um, my neck, like where I just feel uncomfortable. And it's a mix of anxiety and fear. And there's not even like bad thoughts coming up at the same time. It's just this feeling where I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, I want to run away. Like literally I want to run away, right? This wow. is, yeah. this is the right. effect of fear. And um, I learned how to live through that first of all, I get out of the meditation. I'm like, wow, I was more fearful than I thought I, I actually was, you know, and then usually you can link it to a situation that's happening in your life. Um, but then second of all is um, when it comes up, it's very easy to just get snap out of the meditation and basically run away. Mm -hmm. And I have trained myself to accept that feeling and just uh, live through it. And it's also interesting how it then subsides. So when I run away and I stop the meditation, it comes back. Until I take that time to sit through 20 minutes of or 50 minutes, however long it takes, of fear and pain. And then it's almost like, you know, it's coming from my belly, it goes into my neck, and then I can feel it's going away. It's I so can crazy. feel the energy goes out. You know, I'm not meditating a lot. Um, and not as, like transformational and like you do and whenever you're telling me all those things I'm like damn it I should go so into it I think this is so interesting and also how to process emotions and things right yes I think it's so powerful yeah I, I should it's so it. powerful indeed because yeah. you can literally feel it leaving your body and like I almost so when I then feel like it's it's actually it's really uncomfortable like you know don't get me wrong you get into meditation you think yeah i'm just gonna have a great start into the day you know i just want to feel like at balance and you feel this massive uh, wave of anxiety so you're like fuck this you know i didn't want to do this <laughs> not today um, but then, not today but it's almost like you know when you have like energy stuck in your body so this is where fear sits somewhere yeah. in my body and then it comes it comes and then um and because i don't fight it 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 kind of dissolves and then after that i feel nice sometimes i even get sensations in my in my hands where i feel like it's going now and similarly you know this is obviously the the bad side or like the you know not so comfortable side there's also you you also live through other emotions like you know you so like one question just for my understanding because yeah. i'm not meditating i'm saying this again so i have no experience like properly um but if you're like feeling those um like the fear coming up is like something that is your mind is processing then do you link it to any occasions and events or is it just something that you notice and then as you said you just let go or is it like something that your mind is doing then as well um it it's it's different usually it's i don't i only feel 
um, feel the fear and the anxiety. I don't have on top like negative or fearful thoughts because I think that would actually, I mean, that would be a crazy experience when you, you know, physically feel it in your body and then you have all of these, you know, thoughts saying to you, oh, you're a failure or you shouldn't do this, blah, yeah. blah. Uh, it, it also ha has happened in the past that I had both of it like very strongly and that's like the worst then you can tell like there's very deep fear sitting within me usually it's like either um negative thoughts or um that sensation mm. that fearful it's like you know when you when you when you're afraid to jump off uh i don't know like bungee jump or so you know you have this 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 is the sort of feeling that i then get um, no, I don't because I never jumped. Okay, yeah. never done it. But like anything that you know frightens you, or like you see, uh, I don't know, a wolf in the, in the woods, you know, and you get that. Yeah, usually I don't do that either. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. I but yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just the feeling. Then on top of that, can be negative thoughts as well. But I like I really prefer it one or the other, <laughs> to be honest. Because otherwise, it's yeah, of course. But it's so crazy that you can. I mean, I do get it that I feel fear in the moment of like the things that my thoughts are popping up or the situation. But there, there is something that is coming upon like on through meditation is like super powerful. Yes. Like, very. And then, but then when I get out of the meditation, and so obviously I'm fully aware that I just went through 20 minutes of horrible anxieties <laughs> and that they have now resolved. And then usually I can tell, okay, that fear was linked to this situation in my life or this situation in my work. So then obviously I can make the connection to what it was linked. But that's what I was saying earlier. I don't feel like in the moment that I'm acting out of fear. Mm -hmm. So it's almost my body telling me, hey, you know, there's something that yeah. you know is influencing you and you better get rid of it now. Yeah. And you know, these tools, for example, they are like meditation is one tool for me. And I'm sure there's different ways. I always say this, this, this is what works for me, but there's mm -hmm. so many different things that work for other people. Um, this is available to everyone. Yeah, no, definitely. Know? Yeah. So, like, I mean, I also think, like, um, again, it's when it comes to decision making, like, um, that's like the, the goal, like, for me, the discipline that should, should be mastered when it comes to fear, right? Because that day comes in a lot for me. Like, if I'm driven by fear when I'm taking this decision, also in terms of um, business again, right? It's a lot of things like, okay, this is a risk, the um, fear of like failing again. Um, so, do you have any um, inputs in terms of, besides meditation, what helps you to? assess that in terms of decision making when it comes to risks like how would you do that in business are you analyzing different cases or is it something yeah like pretty much what i described earlier just um writing it out yeah. like what's the worst that can happen and just looking at it on like post-its <laughs> or in your i don't really journal but like i sometimes write down things and then um as in like on post-its or so and then just looking at it like what is the actual risk and it's usually it's a uh, risk is also for me at least has a lot of uh, opportunity linked to it as well right the, yeah it could go wrong and yeah. this is the worst that can happen okay whatever you can manage that um but there's also you know there's so much that can go uh, right why is the mind like that why do we always think the the, the worst that can happen i don't, I don't get know it. but like for me i think my my mind is not wired like that because sometimes or i hear that a lot is like that i have a more or less uh, naive way of living so a lot of them are like, but are you aware, you know, that this and this could happen? Uh, 
uh, yeah, I guess so. And also in business decisions. And that's very bad, I think, to say. It's mostly I'm like, I'm feeling like I'm this little kid, like on a flower field, like just jumping and having fun and, you know, not seeing like any, I don't know, black holes or anything on the side because I'm concentrating on so much what feels right for me that I sometimes never assess, sometimes like mostly I'm not assessing what could go possibly wrong. So I'm really like taking a lot of like gut decisions and I'm trusting my intuition and I'm thinking what could go well and what feels right in the moment but for me also in business I'm not really assessing the risks mm -hmm. that come with it. I think that's very unique I think most people <laughs> true if it's smart though <laughs> no I'm, I mean at the end of the day you know when you at the end of the day you should be looking have a positive outlook in yeah. like whatever life has to offer you so I think if it comes naturally to you to um, see the positive thing yes of course it's necessary also to look at the the uh, things that can go wrong especially when you have people that you employ etc but then you can for example have a business partner who has you know a heightened heightened understanding of that so you can yeah. complement each other yeah. so i think it's generally great if you have that ability to see the positive things and um and also when when things go wrong like as i know you you are then finding ways to yeah. make it good again right of so course. it's not ignoring the risk it's just working with what you have and yeah. if you if you, and, and other people i think the majority of people are more like they think negatively until they do something so they need to put more effort into that managing mm -hmm. side of yeah. Yeah, I think like also something that um, I, I think I talked to, to about my uh, my coach with last year or two years ago um, was that I'm a very, um, so I am a firefighter, so to say. So whenever things like fires are coming up, I can, you know, I jump there and I make it happen that everything is resolved. Um, so that's also something like I'm living right now in a situation also a, on a private basis where it's like, I think some people would freak out with like all the uncertainty. And for me, the risk that would be involved uh, technically if everything plays out very bad for me would be that I'm paying kind of um, a lot of money. Right. And I still don't freak out also like with the visa situation that is here happening in, in Israel for me right now during Corona times, there's a lot of things. And instead of worrying the last month on a regular basis, which I could do because there was so much uncertainty and so much like fear also involved for me that I need to leave, that um, I can't afford like the, uh, the lifestyle anymore and things like that. Um, but again, um, I did not do anything based on that fear. I'm just like waiting um, until the very moment that I actually can do something, right? Mm -hmm. So um, there's a lot of things that are presented and I think for a lot of people that would freak out in this moment because of this uncertainty, and for me, I'm like, just, okay, let's wait. And I'm like acting, my, my best self is acting in the moment where I can do something against mm -hmm. it, right? And everything else would now be preparation for like tons of different scenarios, but there's literally nothing I could do at the moment to like resolve all the issues. So I'm just waiting it out. And sometimes I'm paying for that in the terms of like really paying money because I'm too late in things or I just waited until the very last moment. Um, but in 90% of the cases, it, this, this strategy worked for me. So that's why yeah. I got positively reinforced and that's why i'm always waiting until the very last step to actually do something when there is a risk involved or yeah. like any decision towards that yeah and you know what you're describing is basically also a technique and tool that everyone can do and you focus uh, so what you do is you focus your energy on what you can control yeah. and Again, that's something like, I'm just trying to like break it down as well for other people because you and I get that very often, right? Yeah. Oh, you're taking risks, blah, blah, blah. 
oh, for some reason for you guys, it always works out. Um, it wouldn't be the case for me. And I always, as I say, I always think it's very simple tools. Either, you know, there's ways to manage your fear. And what you do is you manage your energy. Yes. So you just focus on the things that you know you can control and not on the things that are out of your control. And so you, you basically, you almost ignore the fear, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's, that's great. Like some people, I, I definitely have to manage it on top. So I yeah. also concentrate my energy on the things that I can control, but I do have that element of, I need to manage my fear. Um, but that's, you know, it's just everyone's different. Um, whereas you, you said simple tool of, always remembering um, what can you control and what can you not control and acting yeah. accordingly. So yeah. at the end of the day, these are very, very simple tools yeah, no, for everyone yeah. to use. It's just, again, a mindset thing, right? You need to train yourself and um, yeah. then act upon that instead of like, yeah, having these fearful thoughts and being you know invited what? by them. This actually reminds me of, um, of a conversation that I recently had with um, with my mom and her boyfriend. So we were sitting outside and I, so I just um, set up my, my new company, right? And there's like lots of things that I need to work out from an admin perspective, from like how, how, how do I make money to like pay myself, you know, mm -hmm. where I'm going to live, all of that. Um, but I have this big vision in my head. So how amazing it can be so mm -hmm. i'm not concentrating on the things that can go wrong because lost energy mm. so as you as you do like just on the things that you know go right and then so i was sitting with them outside and i, I don't remember who it was i think my mom she i think she said um oh i wanna uh, i would like to have that as well or something like that could could be anyone really like people say these things all the time um and i was just thinking and we are actually talking about this um everyone wants that Everyone wants to have like a free and uh, independent life and like, you know, do the things that they love, blah, blah, blah. But then I, and I said, you can do that or you could have done that. You yeah. just have to like change your mindset. Yeah. And then, uh, and then she said, oh, but I can't, you know, and I thought that is exactly why yeah. so few people do it. Yeah. And this is also the question, like, why does not, um, why do not more people do that? I think this, this was the question that she was asking me. Um, and I was like, this is the answer because everyone can do it. Yeah. Literally everyone can do it, but not very few, uh, very many people chose, choose to do that. Can't speak anymore. It's a yeah. passion about it. No, I mean, we, we were anyways, like very close to the end. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's, that's very true. You mostly find excuses in your mind why you can't and why you're not like them and stuff. And I, hear, I heard it a lot also when I was growing up and like once I chose to follow my path, I was like, yeah, you can do that because, you know, you are smart. You do this. You learned that. You studied this. And I'm like, no, it's just really a matter of like, you know, trusting yourself, um, knowing your worth and being kind of this fearless person to just try and risk and overcome whatever life throws at you and use it as an opportunity to thrive. So in the end, it really comes down to mindset. And I don't think that we are in any way better than anyone out there, smarter than anyone out there, having more money for sure, not than anyone out there. So literally, I think most of us, like saying now coming from our privilege bubble, right? Because there are people that have less obviously and um, for them it's harder to get to the point where we are because of course we too are for sure privileged coming from like really supporting families and you know living in or growing up in Germany and Austria but like literally all the people that I was talking with they could do could have done the same from the very moment on but they didn't yes. because they told them the, themselves a lot of limiting um, stories why they can't and yeah. Um, yeah literally it's just a mindset change 
And I just want to share one more thing because I know that we are nearing the end and I'm not even sure who's watching the time, but I think it's you. Oh, you're the time watcher. Um, But yeah, like one thing that I wanted to share because this happened just this week, I had um, another fearful thought because as I say, like I'm just in the process of setting my business up and like doing all of that. And it was very weird because it was almost like um, someone else, uh, like another person in my mind. And that person or that voice told me, hey, Kat, these fearful thoughts have never helped you in any way. Like, can I, I can, can you remember a situation where a fearful thought ever helped you achieve your goal? Like, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Let me think about that. And I was like, when did my ever fearful thought ever help me? And I was like, no, never, no, never, never because has that helped me. You've never been in a cage with a tiger. <laughs> there may be it, but I've but I was like, this is like such a, um, such a good advice. Aha moment. Good advice. <laughs> it was, no, it was like an outside voice. It was such an aha moment where I was like, oh my God, like literally no negative fearful thought has ever helped me in yeah. my life. Yeah. So might as well, but I can think of moments where a positive thought has helped me. So might as well Go there. substitute that. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent agree. But um, also that's something you need to trust and into, right? Because if you're always like, we're like that and you're always regarded by your fears, you know, how could you break out there? I think, I mean, because we are anyways positive people and the way we grew up and stuff, I think it is a bit easier for us to say just like, yeah, let's just turn it into an opportunity. But if you have always like raised the way that you should be fearful and that life, you know, is dangerous out there and all those things that some people are confronted with when they're growing up, I think then it's really hard to make that um, mindset shift to say, okay, well, just don't be guided by fear because there's nothing coming good out of it because for them it is protection, right? But I think, yeah, I mean, it's protection, but I, I want to go as far as to say then, um, you know, this is also your limiting beliefs holding you yeah, back. Yeah. And, and this is a whole different topic that we were talking about because sure. um, there, you know, there's um, surely people can always argue, but I had this drama in my life and you didn't have that, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But everyone has gone through each and their own individual drama, whether it was like something significant, like, you know, their parent died when they were young or they were rejected. So yeah. yes, you and I we grew up like I can't say like I have like an external I can't say like something dramatic happened in my life like in my family when I was young but I did have also drama and so did you and I um I think um you know I sometimes feel like oh but you know this person had this really big thing and then they kind of build their identity around it everyone has had their small struggles so that's so true yeah you know definitely definitely but yeah that will be definitely a topic for another time because i love the limiting beliefs and once you bust that and realize what you're telling yourself the last year is uh, since your childhood and what person um, came out of this and how you can um, actually react upon it um so let me summarize that um and then um yeah so in order to overcome fear um i think the best parts were like analyzing your worst case scenarios and realize it's not that bad Um, and put it into perspective, um, what it actually means, um, the scenarios. And um, always keep in mind that every decision is reversible. And I think also very beneficial was listen to your body when fear is actually coming um, and then act upon it and not on the fear, but like based on that you realize that you're making maybe a fear-based decision. And for sure, meditation helps. That's what we (laughs) want, right? I need to get into that. Awesome. So was great talking to you <laughs> and yes well i look forward to the next session and i hope you guys enjoyed that i hope so too see you soon bye bye bye
Awesome. Where is it? It's stuck.